What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, and welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 62.0. And we are playing through the DS game, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. And today I have with me Matt Quinn. Hello, friends. So, yeah, Bowser's Inside Story. I suggested this game a while back. In fact, it's been a few years since I suggested this game. Um, because I have played it before. I never beat it. Um, I think it was one of those where I picked it up kind of when it came out. Um, and then other things came out, which is the story of my fucking How far into it did you get? Um, I think I, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't really know. I remember everything that we did to this point. So, um, or vaguely remembered it. Um, I would say maybe a couple of hours longer. Okay, so mo- the majority of the game will be new. Yeah, I I I think I I'm at best made it halfway through the game. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into our history with this game. Um, well, first off, let me let me bring up the Wikipedia page for it because um, there's a few things I do want to bring up. There it is. So, uh, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story came out in 2009 uh, on the Nintendo DS, the first DS, not the 3DS. Uh, and it is... So, the history of Mario and Luigi actually stems from a game that we played previously, which was uh, Super Mario RPG. Um, which... I thought it was a great game. You know, me and you both enjoyed that game a lot. Um, yeah, a little simplistic, but but pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, so basically, it stemmed off of that. Um, how does this relate to the Paper Mario series? That, that's that's kind of how it happened. So originally, um, they wanted to make a uh, Mar or, or they wanted to make a, a Super Mario RPG two. In fact, uh, they had already started developing one, um, but their deal with Square um, ended, and so they decided to rebrand it as Paper Mario. So that came out before the first Mario and Luigi game? Correct. Uh, So, um, and then they had Paper Mario on the uh, Nintendo 64, and then they had uh, Legend of the Seven Stars? No. That's that's Super Mario RPG Thousand Year Door. So they had Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which was on the GameCube, um, and they had a few. I want to say they had a few Paper Mario's on the DS. I could be wrong, but the DS was kind of where they said, "Okay, we're going to make." Or it was actually Game Boy Advance is where they started it. They said, "We're going to make a spinoff series of it called Mario and Luigi," uh, and Mario and Luigi. Um, Let's see here. Starts off. Let's just, it's just going down the list here. Super Mario RPG, then the Paper Mario series. Um, you had Paper Mario, Paper Mario: A Thousand Year Door, which was in two thousand four. Super Paper Mario was in 07. That was after the Wii and everything like that. Uh, but then they made the Mario and Luigi series on the D- DS, or originally on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, the first game was called Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Came out in two thousand three. Uh, the second game was called Mario and Luigi Partners in Time, which came out in 2005. And this, the game that we're playing, is the third game in the series called, uh, Bowser's Inside Story, which came out in 2009. And then so there was- It's kind also- of a funny jumping on point, since we played the first Mario RPG, and now we're jumping like ten games later. Y- yeah, technically we are. Um, well, it's four games in between there, uh, that kinda, most of them were spin-offs, um, but- you got, but then you know we're kind of in the middle as far as Mario and Luigi goes because then there's uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team which came out in 2013, um, and then Mario and Luigi Paper Jam which came out in uh, 2016, which I actually reviewed for the website. Now what they finally did was they put Mario and Luigi in a game with Paper Mario. So, so the two was, series merged. Yes, uh, and that was the 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 mo- most recent game. And then they're also coming out with a remake of the first game, Superstar Saga, in 2017, in October. 
and it's going to be like a full 3DS remake of the original game on the Game Boy Advance. Um, so yeah, uh, 2009 was when uh, Bowser's Inside Story came out, September 14th. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's... I'm trying to see if there's any significance in the Wikipedia page, but no. Um, my history with this is... I, I'm pretty sure I picked it up at launch. I could be wrong, but I, it was pretty pretty soon after that. Um, played a good amount of it, but then, like I said, other things came out, and I kind of stopped playing it. Um, and of course sold it, so I had to buy another copy whenever I was going to do this. Um, but I was always a big fan of the Mario RPG series, and, um, I love Paper Mario, love Thousand Year Door, um, I don't think I played the Game Boy Advance game, but I know I played Partners in Time, and then I played, uh, Paper Jam. I did not play uh, Dream Team. Uh, Does it have a, a, a single, you know, defining property about it? Like Paper Jam was the crossover one. You know, this one you're playing inside Bowser. Like, was there a... Dream Team was all about Mario was actually in Luigi's dreams. He's in his mind. Um, Partners in Time was obviously they were doing time travel. There's usually always some type of a gimmick mm-hmm. in these. Um, and to be honest with you, that's kind of what makes them fun. Um, yeah, each one's a different different style. Yeah. Not, not just a different story. Yeah, slightly different style. Like, uh, obviously, you get different party members and stuff like that. They they usually tend to stick with just Mario and Luigi. Um, but then, like, you know, in Paper Jam, Paper Mario is a, is a third-party member. Um, and he plays completely differently from Mario and Luigi. Uh, and Mario and Luigi always had this, kind of the same staple. Uh, you know, they always have the same kind of special attacks, stuff like that. They can jump, they can, um, use the hammer, stuff like that. Uh, and then they're all, they've always been kind of turn-based role-playing games with very simplistic stats and, and gear and features and stuff like that. So I think like a kid, you know, like a 12-year-old could sit down and enjoy it and not be overly confused by it or anything like that. Yeah, not a whole lot of menus to navigate. No. Uh, but Matt, how, what about your history with Bowser's Inside Story? Uh, it's pretty short, seeing as I never owned a DS until uh, maybe a year and a half ago when I finally picked up the 2DS. So, I mean, I it's one of those games I, I may have heard of it, but... You know, not having a DS, I've never really owned a Nintendo system. I, you know, I think I, I remember it being well regarded, but that's about it. Never really thought about it. Never had an opportunity to play it. Uh, none of the people I spent any time with whip out a DS and play a game. So I never oversaw anybody playing it. So I didn't really have any exposure to it until it was recommended for this. And, um, you know, having played the, the first Mario RPG, I was kind of eager to play another one, so I was interested in picking it up, and it's sort of been kicking around on our list. Uh, I think it was the last of our original our original poll, right? This was the last of the four games in the original poll? Yeah, I think it's been on the poll twice. Yeah, it's always getting neglected. We're giving them some love. Um, yeah, and so I, I had picked up the 2DS as my one-stop shop to be able to play 2D regular DS games and 3DS games. Uh, and I just traded that in about two weeks ago to pick up the new 2DS XL, both because I kind of got sick of holding the wedge-shaped one. I, I thought it was fine for what it was. You know, I didn't necessarily miss the clamshell nature of it, but the screens were kind of shitty and small. And... uh I, I couldn't play Xenoblade, and, you know, if this was to be the final iteration, you know, there's so many DS games and 3DS games I want to play, I scooped up that new 2DS XL, and it's gorgeous, the game looks gorgeous on it, and uh, no real experience other than just having started it up uh, about a week ago. And you started on a DS game. <laughs> 
yep. instead of a 3DS game, but that's okay. Um, there's a ton of DS and 3DS games that you you really need to try. Radiant. I picked up a ton on your recommendation when I picked up the original 2DS. Did you pick up Radiant Historia? Yep, I'm looking at it right now, actually. That That is an amazing RPG. It, it is the closest thing you can get to Chrono Trigger as you can get. Ooh. It's fucking fantastic. Like, I'm not kidding around. Anybody listening to this, if you really want to play a good RPG, pick up Radiant Historia. And it came out of nowhere. Nobody had ever heard of it before. It's a new, you know, it's totally like a new uh, franchise, stuff like that. And Ken just randomly said, hey, you're the, you're our RPG. This is before Jay was on on the website. And he's like, hey, you're your RPG guy. You want to play this? I'm like, I've never even fucking heard of it. I sat down and played that thing and it blew me away. It's great. Yeah, and that's and that's again why... In the same way that for me the Vita is the best way to play a PS1 game, I really wanted to get this new bigger screen DS as the best way to play all these old DS games that I've never really been exposed to. I've played uh, a handful since I picked up the 2DS, but not finished all that many. Finished a couple games. Right. Um, but yeah, there's still just dozens and dozens of games I would love to play. So this this Mario and Luigi game is one of them. Certainly Radiant. Historia, uh, I'd like to finish up Fire Emblem, because that's been pretty great. Awakening? Yep. Good. That's a great one, too. Um, but yeah, so back to Mario and Luigi. Uh, did you ever play the Paper Mario games? By chance? Nope, literally never played a minute of any of them. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Bowser's Inside Story, um, Stars Mario and Luigi, the famous plumbers from Brooklyn who gets transported to the Mushroom Kingdom. We have looked this up before. Go back and listen to our Super Mario RPG. They are really from Brooklyn, and they are really plumbers. Uh, everybody forgets that. You just think so. It's just a a fat guy and a skinny guy. Just costumes and in, in, uh, in overalls. Now they were originally plumbers. That's why they go through pipes. Um, but yeah, um, starts off, uh, there, um, there's toads in Mushroom Kingdom who are getting, uh, infected, I guess, or cursed from this, uh, I would say more of an infection since it's all going on with the body kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of a poison almost, right? Yeah. Um, and they're turning into giant rotund toads who can't control themselves and they roll around and uh, they've just been inflated basically. AKA blorbs. Blorbs. Um, and it's becoming an epidemic. So they're having a, a Mushroom Kingdom meeting with Princess Peach and uh, all the, the major toadstools and stuff like that. And uh they ask um, the stars, the, basically the star sprites, if they can uh, help. The problem is that the stars sent this little bitty guy, uh, Chippy. Uh, yeah, I think that he said his name is like, not Starfall, Starlo? Star, Starlo. Yeah, Starlo. He's returning, I'm pretty sure he's a returning character. Um, he's the representative for... Uh, the the uh, the celestial beings, uh, and they realize they don't really have any help for this. Um, and then Bowser crashes in, and he says, "Hey, I'm a citizen of the Mushroom Kingdom too, and I want to sit in on this meeting." And they're like, "No, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> huh. Um. Uh, but they uh find out that somebody. It all started with somebody. Somebody sold a bunch of toads a mushroom that they ate, and that's what turned them into that. So we need to figure out who this guy is and what he's doing to these mushrooms to make everybody giant. Um, Mario and Luigi are there, obviously. 
uh, Luigi is uh, sound asleep because I all right. Here's the thing. Mario and Luigi series has always painted Luigi as kind of a bumbling idiot. Yep. And nervous. He's, he's always he's always a nervous enough. coward. But the thing is is that they don't give Luigi enough credit because Luigi has saved Mario multiple times. Um I'm a big fan of Luigi and I don't like how they how Nintendo craps on him. Um, and he is an idiot. He's, he's the lovable idiot, but he gets shit done. Um, and he can jump higher than Mario. Your description makes him sound like Ernest from those old movies in the <laughs> Ernest 90s. Ernest Whirl. Ernest Scared Stupid. And- <laughs> yeah. I am a huge fan of Jim Varney and, <laughs> and Ernest. I grew up with those movies. Yeah, me and too. And I fucking love them. Uh... God, Ernest uh, says Christmas. I watch that every Christmas. Yeah, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to jail is great. One. Ernest goes to camp. The original one was great. Um, anyway, done with Ernest. But you know what? That's a that's a perfect example. Uh, Luigi is a lot like Ernest. Ernest, I say, is is has a little bit more courage than Luigi does. Luigi tends to get scared easy. Yep. Which is why they threw him in a haunted mansion. And he had to save Mario. <laughs> um, turn him into a Ghostbuster. Uh, but yeah, um, who? Somebody. We get into a fight with Bowser. That's kind of like the tutorial of how you how you fight in this game. Yeah, I think Mario beats him up, right? Yeah, Mario beats him up, and Bowser gets ejected from the castle. Um, so as far as a story goes, it's kind of hard to talk about this game. Cause like, like Matt said before the pod, before we started recording is that we, we could sit down and talk about the story and we'll be done in five minutes. It's kind of minimal. There's a lot there. Like you'll run into characters and, and stuff like that, but it's mainly just there to move the story along. And it's kind of got this uh, lighthearted ridiculousness to it that yeah. is enjoyable, but it, you know it, it's certainly not going for any emotional impact. You don't have really narrative arcs that uh, you know it's it, really not a story-driven game for an RPG. Yeah, that's one of the great things about the Mario and Luigi and the Paper Mario series is that they've always kind of tried to be cute and uh, comedic in certain ways. And uh, this is no exception. It, they try to they try to make it kind of like a Disney show or something like that, you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> despite people burning to death and getting punched in the face, I mean, true. <laughs> this is very true. Um, but yeah, uh, Bowser gets ejected from the castle when he wakes up. He wakes up in the woods, and there's this guy there who's selling. Uh, mushrooms. Oh no. It's got to be that guy. And Bowser is not the brightest person in the world. Um, he takes one of the mushrooms because he's giving them away for free. And when he does, it messes with him. It doesn't make him giant like it did the toads or anything like that. But what it does is it ends up making him breathe in everything. He sucks everything into himself, uh, and he, he goes back to the castle and inadvertently swallows everybody. <laughs> Peach, the Toads, Mario, Luigi, all of them. Um, and that's where the game basically begins. Uh, Mario and Luigi wake up and find themselves inside Bowser. Uh... Hence the name. Yeah, but here's the thing. Mario and Luigi didn't get small. Bowser didn't grow gigantic. Yep, this was my one question for you. Because it's a fucking cartoon? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's sort of like those videos where you see like an anaconda eat 
a horse or a, a deer. Yeah. That deer's not bopping around inside, you know, inside organs. That snake is so distended it can't move. So, I don't know how Bowser's getting around with all these people inside him. It's a, it's a cartoon video game. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, it does say in the Wikipedia that they have shrunken to microscopic size. But they didn't eat any mushroom or anything. What made them shrink? Yeah, good question. Maybe Bowser infected saliva. Maybe we'll find out. Ooh. Maybe, maybe something happens later on in the game that explains it. I doubt it, but you never know. Um, nothing else. I'm going with the infected saliva store theory. Okay, we'll go for that for now. Uh, so uh, after that, after Bowser's rampage of sucking everything into his system, uh, he then finds himself alone in a cave, not knowing how he got there. Um, and that's kind of the theme of this game: is you're going to play as Mario and Luigi, who are inside of Bowser somewhere in his body. They're going to travel all around his body, his stomach, his arms, his, his uh, throat, stuff like that. And then you're also going to be playing as Bowser. Uh, Bowser's out there in the Mushroom Kingdom walking around, and they're inadvertently playing with each other. They're, they're uh, through the guidance of Chippy, the little star bright that got sucked in as well, he is basically the liaison between Mario and Luigi and Bowser because, and they try to keep it a secret that Mario and Luigi are inside of Bowser. Um, but ba something will happen with Bowser and Mario and Luigi has to do something in his body to fix it. So one of the first, uh, things that they have to do is return Bowser's fire breath back to him. For some reason, he can't breathe fire right now. And in order to progress, he's got a bunch of trees in the way he wants to burn down so he can clear a path. So Mario and Luigi have to travel through the different areas of his body to get to where his, I guess, his flame cords are. The flame yeah. pipe. Flame pipe, I think they call it. Um, and that's kind of what this game revolves around, is, is Bowser's basically doing all the real-world work while Mario and Luigi are kind of helping him inside of his body. And it makes for a pretty fun little story. Um, but the biggest thing about this game, and the biggest thing about the entire series, the Mario and Luigi series, and including the Paper Mario series, is the game mechanics themselves. Um, and they're pretty fantastic. They're great. So, in... In the same vein as Super Mario RPG, you could hit an like if you choose attack, and you could hit a button when the attack's about to land, and you could do a second attack kind of thing. That's all in there. But then there's also like mini games, and when I usually when I say mini games, I usually groan and roll my eyes. But in this, they're fun, simple, and easy. And if you do them correctly, it's very rewarding. Um, so Mario and Luigi will gain special abilities. And these abilities are in the same vein as Mario Brothers. Like you can get a Fire Flower. And they, and they use some of their you know, PP or, or Power Points or Special Points or MP. Um, I think it's SP for Syrup Points. Or it could be Special Points. Yeah, it's definitely SP. Yeah. So... Um, they can use the fire flower and there's a mini game. And if you do the mini game good, you do more damage to the enemy. Um, and it's all about button presses. Every, every character in this game is basically represented by a button. Uh, you know, if you want to do something with Luigi, whether it be on the overworld or, or in a battle, you hit the B button. If you want to do something with Mario, you hit the A button. Um, but the, they, they basically took everything that was in Super Mario RPG and turned it up a couple of notches. Yeah, there's so many layers to it. Yeah, because like every enemy has a different type of attack, and you can defend against it in certain ways. And so you have to, so like, say you have an enemy throwing something at you. You can time it to where 
uh, Bowser can punch it back at an enemy and do damage to them, and you don't take any damage. Um, or you can completely block it or jump over an attack as Mario and Luigi. Um, and they're so fucking cool. Yep. Uh, and, again, so many little layers. So that scenario you just described is cool in its own right, but then you also don't necessarily know who that person is going to attack, so you can't have your finger hovering over the button because it could be over A when they're going to attack Luigi and you'd have to hit B. So there's that part of uncertainty, which you have a little bit of control over because they do telegraph their attacks to some degree, but they can change up the speed and the pattern of attacks while you're trying to figure out who's being attacked, what do I need to hit to respond to it. So it all, you know, it, it it's much more engaging than just a, a turn-based battle system. Yeah. And all the Mario and Luigi games have been like that. Um, when the One of the cooler ones that I did uh, was a boss fight that's pretty much toward the end of this episode um, where uh, you're, you're fighting a worm that shoots this um, kind of like a sticky string. And it does it like yeah, a jump rope. Jump rope over it, yeah. Yeah, and it, it will go back and forth between Mario and Luigi, and you got to time the jumps. Otherwise, he'll grab you kind of thing. And when you get into a rhythm, it feels so great. Yeah, you, you feel like you're, you're mastering this game without it being so easy that anybody feels like it could master it. Exactly. And the, the great thing is every single battle in this game, you can do it without getting damaged. You just got to be good. And it's, that, that, I mean, it's brilliant in that sense. Yep. And the basic fights, and then I love how it's changed up or raised up even another notch for all the boss fights. Yeah. It's really well done. Have yeah, you, have, I mean. Have you died yet? Like, get, got a game over? Uh, No, I've had Mario, or I've had one or the other get knocked out a bunch of times. So I've used a bunch of green mushrooms. Right. But I haven't had them both die yet. Um, I had Bowser end up dying once. And it said, oh, would you like to use the the retry clock? And I was like, I only have one of these. I'll just go back to my last save, which was like two minutes ago. Yeah. That's the great thing about this game is that they, they realize, hey, kids may play this game, so we're going to throw save points at you like nonstop. Essentially after every long section or every big boss fight. Um, yeah, for the most part. Uh, and then they give you like places where you can teleport. Hey, you've been here before. Well, you can just teleport as, as Bowser. Um, uh, yeah, but, um, I'm trying to think of the next story beat. Um, the, the, well, let's talk about them getting his, his flame back. Um, is it done before the water level? Or after the water level? Uh, I th- think it was before. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was the first big thing, and then the water level was the second big thing. Right. Um... But the, the well, let's just go ahead and say that the the thing that was blocking his flame pipe was a uh, a giant bug that he swallowed. Yeah, there's a lot of bugs inside him. Yeah, and uh, we had to beat it up. Um, and then he's got his flame back. Now we can burn down some trees that we has been blocking our path since we've been walking around. Um. The God, I'm trying to think what else. Uh he's drinking water. That's what makes the his stomach flood and it allows Mario and Luigi to to basically reach higher places and stuff like that. Um So another example of sort of the interplay between the Bowser on the top screen and Mario and Luigi on the bottom screen is you you could switch control back and forth between them sort of dynamically in some parts and have the characters in one section do something that affects the other character in the other section. So it's not just one level's one, and then the next level's the next character. So it, it, again, that was a bit more 
a bit more interactive than I expected it to be. It's a, it was a lot more interactive, um, and it was almost like a puzzle. Um, and that's another thing that that I kind of like about it is that there's always some type of a gimmick, and I don't I, I don't like to use the word gimmick because it sounds negative, but yep. I mean. It, it, there can also be good gimmicks too. Like, oh, this section is all about you know when to tell tell Bowser to drink water so that it floods his stomach, and when to tell him not to. Um, and you're switching back and forth between Bowser and Mario and Luigi. Um, and that's kind of how this whole game kind of plays out: is you're switching back and forth. Um, sure, there are times where okay, Mario and Luigi is going through essentially a dungeon trying to make it and then there's you know uh when you're going through a certain area you can find the uh puzzle pieces and when you collect 10 of them you uh you get a new special ability like uh the fire flower or the shell stuff like that i like, uh, I like the shell one better I, I i feel like the shell one does more damage if you do it better but yeah. there, but there's also like enemies that are weaker to fire and stuff like that too so the fire flower still helps um, yeah, like at the end of the water level, that's when you regain his uh, his flame. Yeah. Um, and then Bowser in the real world is still taking on enemies too. So uh, a little bit later, after he after he swallows everybody, um, he runs into the main boss, the main big bad guy. Uh, it's revealed that obviously the guy who's been selling these mushrooms to people and is hurting them. Uh, is trying to take over the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, so he's a recurring character, right? Yeah. But I don't remember him from the Mario games or even Mario RPG. He is from Mario and Luigi. Specifically this series? I'm pretty sure he may have been in Paper Mario as well, but I can't remember. Hmm. Um, God, what's his name again? It starts with an F. Fawful. Fawful. It's awful, but fawful. And this guy talks like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he said, he constantly says he has things. So instead of laughing, he says, I have many, uh, chorkles. Um, and stuff like that. And he, he basically reveals just like every other villain in, in every other video game that he's, he is doing all this so he can take over the Mushroom Kingdom. And he is starting by taking over Bowser's castle. When he tells Bowser this, Bowser's like, oh, fuck no, you are not taking over my fucking castle. And so he's trying to rush to his castle to stop it. What he doesn't know is is that he's pretty much taken over Bowser's castle already. Yeah, <laughs> a little too slow on the uptake there, yeah. Bowser. So he's still trying to get to his castle that's been taken over. Uh, but <laughs> um, so he has to go through a beach area to get there. Um and there's a few instances where he's got to do a, cer a certain thing. So let's say, like, try to lift something. And Mario and Luigi kind of have to power him up. They have to go to his nerve endings, like in his arms. And they have to pound on it with hammers in order to make him stronger kind of thing. Um, Little, literal, presumably microscopic hammers. Yeah. So, uh, and... um. The second time you have to do this, where you're pulling up the carrot, um, they they do kind of like a rhythm action thing where you have to. Yeah. Yep. The entire time I was doing it, I was like, "This is so cool." Yep, that's exactly one of the points I was going to mention because again, it's you know, it's taking the idea that there's both characters, they're both controlled with different buttons, and you're playing a mini game. And you need to go back and forth between them. And then they've added this sort of rhythm element into it. I, I agree. I was like, oh, wow, this is, I mean, it, it, it almost just feels like they're throwing everything in there, but it just works. And it's, it's, it may sound complicated because there's so many different things. You have to control both characters simultaneously, but it just, it, it just makes a lot of sense when you're doing it. And it's just pretty fun. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the best thing about it is that there are so many different types of mini games in here. They're all kind of fun to do, and they all work. You know, it's not like you know you're doing God of War where you're doing a, a stupid mini game to to progress the story, or if you if you if you fail it, you you have to start over or anything like that. And this, 
there really is no failing to anything. They're just like, okay, well, you fucked up there. Let's do it one more time. And, and you know, it's it, there's no, like, game over screen or anything like that. But they make them fun, you know, like when you're when you're hitting the the electricity that's coming off of his nerves back at back into his nerves. It's done to the you know the rhythm of the music that's playing, and so you know, and they it's like dun dun dun, and then you have to hit him with the hammers and that dun dun dun. You know, it's it's so great. Um, and, and in this kind of world, it makes sense that you would hit energy balls into a nerve and that would power up his arm. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of you know, irreverently ridiculous logic that just makes sense within this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, um, I'm trying to think of the next story beat. I mean, it's, it's when you go to the woods. Yeah, it's a big woods section. We, we I should mention we run into the little block guy. The French, yeah, the French block guy. Yeah, the French block guy who gives, uh, Bowser the ability to inhale stuff, um, which plays a, a a pretty cool mechanic in there, where you can you can then suck enemies into Bowser, and then Mario and Luigi fight them. And also, I mean, the way this game is designed, it, that's sort of that's that's one of the ways it's introduced, but it ends up even just in the section we've played being used multiple different ways. That ability to suck other things into Bowser. Yeah. So you're finding hidden things by doing that. You're exploiting some parts of bosses by doing that. It's, you can get uh, healed. You can steal like healing items off of enemies. Yeah, they really they they take their tools in this game and mix and match them really well. Yeah. And then later on, Bowser gets his own kind of like magic abilities with like um, the Goombas. He rescues a bunch of Goombas that have been captured, and uh, he can. And, and some of this stuff is done through the stylus, like on the touch screen. And um, so you have to, like, as Goombas are running across the screen, you have to t- tap on them, and he sets them on fire, and then they hit the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he runs into the woods, and he's trying to get to his castle. Um, he runs into a few of his minions that have that that escaped uh, the uh, castle siege, and um, they have a giant cannon there that they could use for a. Uh, it's the giant version of a bullet bill, which is the what's it called? Uh, shit, still starts with a B. Yeah. Oh crap! What is it called? I gotta look it up. I have to know. <laughs> I'm just gonna type in giant bullet bills. Bon- bonsai bill. Bonsai bill. <laughs> Damn it. The bonsai bill. And he's like, well, we could totally fire this at, at the castle and hopefully take out some of the enemies. Um,. So uh, he goes to look for a bonsai bill, a giant bullet that's put into the, the cannon. Uh, and while he does this, he's going through like a farm area where these little, um, I can't remember what the name of the enemy is. It's an enemy from Mario. Um, but they're the the caterpillars that are connected in, by circles. Yeah, which you get used in this whole, in this greater uh, forest area. They do a couple of new things also from the first couple sections where you've got sort of you you hit the wall and it reveals the pattern of which caterpillar segments you need to activate in order to open up the next area. So you right. get a couple of those little puzzles. Uh, so far, obviously, super easy. We'll we'll see if they get any harder. I'm not expecting them to, but I doubt it. It's just another slight change of pace, really. Yeah, but um. He eventually runs into this giant carrot, um, and we once again had to power up uh, Bowser's arms because he's pulling this giant carrot out of the ground. When he does, one of the wiggles, the basically the giant wiggle that runs the place, gets really pissed off, 
And it's like, dude, we've been like growing that thing for years and you just pulled it out of the ground. You're going to have to make up for that. And he's like, how? And he's like, I want you to eat it. Yeah, basically show respect by at least eating it. Yeah. And he's like, I hate fucking veggies. Bowser's kind of funny in this because he's like, he's your typical bad guy, but he's kind of screwed right now, so he has to trust people. <laughs> and he hates it. Also, you see a lot more of him than normal, I feel like, because it's sort of his story. So you get sort of some downtime with Bowser that you don't normally get. Yeah. So, um, uh, he, so we have to do another mini game. Uh, in order for Bowser to be able to eat this giant carrot, he has to do it in under a minute. Uh, Mario and Luigi then travel to his stomach and then have to use enzymes that he's eaten to break down the food faster so he doesn't get full. Um, and this is another mini game where you have to tap on all the particles of carrot that he's eating and break it down. And then certain particles have the enzyme that will basically remove all the particles inside of his stomach at once. And there's like four rounds of this that you have to do. Yeah. Um, well, how long did it take you? 36 seconds. 36. Yeah. How long did it take you? Uh, I think like 44 or something. Right. Um, but I did that. That was not as fun. That was kind of the weak, one of the weaker mini games because I was just like, eh, it's kind of tedious. Yeah, it's a lot of tapping. Yeah. Um, and I'm using the old 3DS. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's the old 3DS. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the original 3DSs. So, my touch screen isn't the greatest in the world. So I'll tap one time and it didn't register kind of thing. Um, so you're always like multi-tapping, just hoping that it picks it up? Uh, sometimes, but like when you get to the swiping and stuff a little bit later on, it's it, like I have to swipe kind of twice just to make sure it does it correctly. Yeah. Um, it's not every time, but it's just, it's, it's noticeable sometimes. Um, so, after eating the carrot, the wiggle then gets pissed off. Apparently, it has amnesia and forgets that you were gonna get. That he was gonna give him the bonsai bill because he said he found one. Um, and so he gets. He also says, how, "How dare you eat my eat that carrot? Pulled it out of the ground and ate it." And he's like, "Wait a minute! He told me to eat it." Yeah. Um, and so uh, we have to fight the wiggle, the giant wiggle. That's a boss fight. And talk about layers on this fucking boss fight. Yeah. So you have to damage all of its circle body before you can damage the head of it. Which is the only part that actually takes damage. Yeah. And so it's all about stunning the enemy and then attacking it. Um, Meanwhile, avoiding all his attacks. Yeah, or he, blocking and he has or... a ton of them. Yep. Uh, but it wasn't too bad. No, it took a little while for me, but it, it wasn't really hard. Yeah. I kind of find, like, the first couple of rounds of every one of these fights is really fun because I don't know what the attacks are going to be. But they are all telegraphed, and just knowing that makes you look out for it a bit more. So it's it's fun to see how quickly within a fight you can go from, like, usually the first couple rounds I get hit by everything. All right. And then, all right, I figured this out, so now I'll, you know, now I know to duck this one and jump over this one and kind of fun yeah uh, so we beat it it comes back to its senses and gives us the uh, the bonsai bill um, on top of that Mario and Luigi have um, well this happens a little bit later we get we get it and we're going back to the cannon and then he has a stomach ache uh, he doesn't and we're thinking oh is it from the carrots no there's something else going on so we go back to the stomach um, no, we go back to the nerves. It was apparently a nerve ending that was doing it. Um, and there is a bug there. It's another bug, and it's like a... I don't know what kind of... like a, a Is it a pill bug? Is that what those are called? Uh, maybe. The pill bugs I know are the ones that some people call roly-polies. Roly-polies, yeah. Um, well, this one shoots to silk. This is the one I mentioned earlier. Um yep. And, um, man, this fight took a long time. 
I felt like I was in this fight for like five or five or six minutes, and I was like, "Damn, this is a long fight." Yeah. Um, Again, not terribly hard, but yeah, yeah it took a little while. Yeah, that, that was the thing. Is like his attacks were pretty pretty easily choreographed. It had minions that would constantly pop up, shit like that, but it was never difficult. Um, and it was basically stomping on his nerves and making his stomach hurt. Um, after beating it, uh, we find another toad. Um, he goes back to the base, but he also finds this nerve. When we hit it, it powers up, uh, Bowser's arm to where he can do a super punch now. And so he can kind of like do a, a dash punch that knocks, uh, like giant blocks and stuff out of the way. Um, Makes it easier to catch some enemies off guard also. Yeah. Like when you're trying to get the one up on them. Yeah. That's another great thing is if, if you hit an enemy in the, on the map, uh, before they run into you, uh, you can get basically a, a first hit on them. So it's not only, yep. not only are you getting the, the first attack, you're also doing damage to them as soon as the battle begins. So that coupled with the fact that there's no random battles, mean that the whole overworld part is right up my alley. I can't handle random battles. I still don't think I can. Uh, so this is nice and nice and easy. And even, again, adding a little bit of tactics into it. Yeah. So we, uh, we now have a powered up arm, which allows us to get to different places. We return back to our minions and the cannon. And, um, you get a little bit of comedy there saying that the, uh, the minions don't know Bowser's there and they're talking about him and how stupid he is. And of course, <laughs> Bowser shows up and he's got this giant bullet and he's like, I get shit done. And so he fires the bullet toward his castle and, uh, we cut to one of the, some of the traitors of Bowser. So there's some Goombas there and there's also one of his minions there, uh, who have, who are now working for, uh, uh, Fawful. Um, they see the bullet bill coming or the, the bonsai bill coming and they say, okay, we're going to have to dodge this. So what they don't realize or what Bowser doesn't realize is they have modified his castle to fly. It's basically a rocket now and it rockets out of the way of the, uh, bonsai bill and says, okay, we're going to wherever that was shot at. And they go to the forest and sure enough, there's Bowser. And they drop the castle on him. At this point, Mario and Luigi, we cut to Mario and Luigi, and his body is going nuts. And we run into some of these, like, God, what are they? The, the Globins or Globins, which I guess is yeah, a play on Emo Globins. Yeah, because um, they're, called, they're called Emo Globins. Emo Globins, yeah. Uh, but some of the Globins are... Uh, the the Evo Globins are talking about um um Bowser's fucking dying. <laughs> uh, you, you guys need to revive him. So uh, we then go to we go down uh, the the Adrenaline River, and we have to power him up with adrenaline by shooting these orbs. Once again, another mini game. But you have to shoot the green orbs with Luigi. You have to shoot the red orbs with Mario. Of course. Um, and then there's big orbs that you have to shoot with both guys. Um, and it revives Bowser so much, in fact, that it turns him into a giant Bowser. Huge. I'm talking about as big as a fucking castle. Um, Bowser... Um, then decides it's time to get revenge and he starts a fight with his own castle. And this is where the game takes another turn. Uh, literally, literally <laughs> it tells you to turn the DS sideways and hold it sideways on the touchscreen side. You have Bowser and on the regular screen, you have the castle and you have a boss fight 
using your stylus and the touchpad. And it's kind of like a side-scrolling thing. And Bowser can punch the castle. He can breathe fire onto the castle. Uh, and he can also counterattack the castle when it tries to attack him. And I sat back and said, Nintendo is fucking cool for thinking. Yeah, they're really, they're really trying to exploit the DS. I mean, it's obvious. And you talking about gimmicks. This is really like the goal, it seems like, is to, all right, how can we use the DS? How can we add another layer onto a boss battle? We've already had some good ba- boss battles. This one's clearly amped up a bit as you're a building-sized Bowser fighting his own castle. So, yeah, it's kind of cool that they, uh, again, found another way to add some more spice into it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we beat the castle. I didn't find that difficult at all. I think I got hit maybe once. Um, Yeah, I think I got hit a couple times because my fireballs were running out, it seemed. Right. I was using too many of them to fight the aerial guys, and then they were useless, and then I got hit a couple times. But, yeah, not not too hard. Oh, yeah, the other thing. Um, You have to use um, the uh, microphone. You have to blow into the microphone in order to breathe fire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of cool. I'm not actually sure where the microphone is. I just (laughs) blew all over the thing. (laughs) I think it's right in the middle where the camera is. Uh, probably is. Mine is actually on the bottom. That's also a good place for it. Um, after beating the castle, the, the, the minion, I can't remember what his name is, but the minion that was kind of calling the shots right there. Mid, mid bus or mid boss, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, he, uh, decides, all right. You're cheating. You're giant. Once you shrink down back to your normal size, then we'll fight. And then he flies away. Um, at that point, uh, Bowser then calms down and then shrinks back down to normal size. And uh, he's still caught up on, I'm going to my castle. I'm getting it. Even though it's destroyed now? I mean, it's not completely destroyed. But, Yeah. He beat the hell out of it. Um, but that's it. That's where we left off. Or where we stopped. Um, yeah. Well, not- as far as the story goes, pretty obvious. You know, that we're, you know, the, the story's simple. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I feel bad for not being able to talk about the story, but honestly, that you know as much as we do. Yep. Uh, we didn't talk about the French block guy and his dog. But, I mean, though, or a couple of the other insects, but it's all about about the same. They don't really contribute much story wise. Exactly. Unless they come back, I don't know. I guess, I guess there could be some some interesting nods to stuff that we're doing now later. Right. But all in all, I'm having a great time with this game. Yep, it's really fun. And it's easy to sit down for like 20 minutes and just play some, and then you'll find a safe point. Yep. I almost think there's so many, it's making me play less, because yeah. usually I'll play a section, I'll get through a boss fight, get to a save point, and be like, all right, well, you know, that was a good boss fight, good section. But I only ended up playing for like nine minutes. I'm like, I, I don't I don't really feel satisfied, but I got a save point, so I feel like I should stop. Um, but the, the last couple of days I got in some longer sessions, so... I'm looking forward to sitting down and putting more time into it. I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. Uh, I do have to mention that uh, I have a used copy of the game. Uh, there was a save file on it. Um, there was on mine as well. Wh- how far did they make it, you know? Uh, about 15 hours. What level were the characters? Oh, I'm not sure. I've kept one of my saves. The one of the saves that was like the one that was the highest. Uh, apparently, they got everybody up to like level twenty. Um, I didn't see I, that. I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know how long that would take. I don't think my guys or the ones from that uh, copied save, or I guess not copied save, but uh, infiltrating save. I don't think they were in, anywhere near level twenty. 
Hmm. I'm going to say 12 to 15 ish. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's another thing I should mention is that, uh, when you level up, um, you can also, all your stats go up, but you can also choose a stat to give bonus, uh, points to. Uh, and it's kind of random. It'll, it does kind of like a slot machine thing where you land on one, two, three, four, five, something like that. And it goes up by that amount. Yeah. One thing I didn't realize is that if you keep leveling up the same stat, those point bonuses get smaller and smaller. True. So I had only been, basically I've been leveling up defense every single time. Oh, really? I yeah, I did, uh, go ahead. power offense a little bit, but almost exclusively defense. I have been doing a mix match. So Luigi is my tank. He is high <laughs> defense and his hit points are high. Mario is on my striker. He is got the highest power, fastest speed, and then Bowser's just a fucking tank who's yep. very powerful. So But yeah, that's it. Um no emails. Uh I thought I'm pretty sure somebody was saying they were gonna follow along with us on this game. Um, but you can send an email. It's uh, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the crap out of this game. Yeah, me too. Even more than I thought I would because, again, just to compare it a little bit to the Mario RPG, I thought that game was enjoyable. It was lighthearted. It was cartoony. It was strange for me at the time to really hear Mario themes, even just like the, the musical themes in a non-side-scrolling game. Right. Um, but the the only sort of negative, or the only real negative I had with that game is it was a bit too simplistic. I didn't feel like I was really playing much. This game is so much more interactive and, and even more lighthearted that I, yeah, it's just a lot more enjoyable to me. Even. Yeah. And then they, instead of Mario and Luigi talking, uh, the uh, Chippy does the talking for them. But it, they have Mario and Luigi talk to Chippy and talk to people. And it's just like random Italian, like, gibberish. Syllables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It's so dumb. Luigi! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's great. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Like when, yeah. I'm, when I'm playing that game, I have just a big smile on my face. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week, but we'll be back next week with the continuation. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one. And we'll be back next week with the continuation of Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story.